there, folks. My name is Emily. And I'm Elle. And this is Oh My Word, a podcast where we clutch our pearls about some of the content that is in books, movies, musicals, TV shows, etc., and tell you all about it and give you our ratings and sometimes our suggestions on whether or not you should consume it, because here's the dealio. There's some really great stuff in some media, and there's some really not great stuff. So you need someone to tell you what's in it. And there's just, there are places where you can find that information, but it's here and there, and it's not really coalesced, and we're just doing our best to bring it all together and convenient for you. Also, because from the safety of our basement that we dwell upon, within which we dwell, we have concocted a very mm. highly scientific formula for these review for these content rating reviews. So that's our pro clutching formula of uh, rating scale for violence, language, romance, everything on a scale of zero to four, with zero being the best and four being really not best at all, <laughs> like not even at all. Yeah, I really liked how you changed your sentence around to say the basement within which we reside, though I did learn several years ago that in fact, in English, we can put prepositions at the end of sentences, despite what your teachers may or may not have told you because our language is Germanic and not a romance language, and therefore prepositions at the end are actually okay. I actually put prepositions at the end of sentences all the time, and then sometimes other non-writers might call me out on it and I'll be like, well, I'm a writer. I can do whatever I want, <laughs> which I don't think is That's the way true. it's supposed to go, but you learn the rules so you can break the rules. But speaking of things that English teachers always taught that were wrong, it was the always using the, uh, like the Emily and I, which is not always correct. And I've mm. heard from, even from like people in people on the news or stuff like that, or people in interviews using the and I, when it's not correct to use it because sometimes and me is correct. It's not always I. You have to take out the yes. second, you have to take out the second name and then you see, would you say me or I? And that's how you know which one to use, right? So it'd be Emily yes. and I are recording a podcast, but it would be like Emily and me are, ooh, I have, now I have to think of that. But there's, there, it's common to use the me. Yes. I, the, um, Emily and me, you would usually think of as an object. So like the ball hit Emily and me. However, I learned recently that even that which we've learned, which is Emily and I would be the subject and Emily and me would be the object. In fact, you could say Emily and me are going to the store. And I don't you can't. remember. Ex- Why? No, you, you, can, you wouldn't say me is going to the store. You say I am going to the store. I know. That's what we've always been taught. But I was listening to someone recently who was a university professor who was saying that that explanation was from some like random school teacher 50 years ago and it makes sense but technically it's not actually based on anything oh maybe just because it was an easier rule to follow if you give people like a one-line rule to follow it's much easier than like having to explain when the exceptions and not the point is ni is not always correct so don't always refer to it because it's not yes. necessarily oh correct. and you know another pet peeve when people say myself incorrectly hmm. Because myself is reflexive, so I hit myself is correct, but when people try to say myself and the other staff will check to make sure everything is okay. No, the other staff and I will make sure everything is okay, even the other staff and me, but not the other staff, myself. Like, they're trying to sound smarter, but they actually just sound dumber. 
I just don't even like how that sounds. <laughs> it sounds off. Yeah, because it yeah. is. Anyway, speaking of things that sound off and that but are aren't off, off, but in the best <laughs> way, today we're talking about The Princess Bride, both the movie and the book, which are both off, but in like a good, comedic, hilarious, clever way. You know what it is, I realize? It's sort of like Shrek before Shrek. Because Shrek was supposed to make fun of like the whole fairy tale stuff, mm, even as it yeah, really yeah. filled the fairy tale stuff. But the Princess Bride, it wasn't necessarily, it didn't necessarily set out to make fun of all the fairy tale stuff. Because I think officially, so because it's written by William Goldman, and he officially, I think, did it for his daughters. He's like, okay, to, like, you yeah. know, what story do you want me to write, or this, that, whatever. And then that's part of how they came up with this. I think that's what it is. I could have, I could have that myth, myth part of it wrong, but I think that's what it was. Because I've actually read two of his, uh, his autobiographies, but that was like a long time ago. So I don't remember oh. everything. But where was it going? Oh, but this, I don't think it necessarily set out to make fun of like fairy tale tropes. It just took them and just like went zany with them just for like the hell of it and the fun mm. of it kind of thing. Oh, I just, uh, but it does it way better than Shrek. I mean, even though Shrek is so great, but, like, this does it way better because it's just... Well, this is one of the ones where it's like, why did no one ever tell me to read the book sooner? Like, mm. why did it take me so long to read the My book? My bad. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. But even though the book and the movie, oh, they're not exactly the same, but they both hit... Like, you realize that the movie still hit the right notes of the book. So whether whatever mm-hmm. it does or doesn't include, you're not like, oh, it's, you know, the book is so much better, blah, blah. Like, yes, it is. But the film also got... It got the tone of it right. It got so much of it right. Yeah. So for those of you who are living more under a rock than Elton I are and haven't <laughs> heard of The Princess Bride, The Princess Bride, basically it's a story within a story. So while homesick in bed, a young boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his true love. So the fairy tale story is being told by the grandfather to the young boy. So this, like the setup is the young boy and his grandfather. And then there's the story that he's being read. Which is the film version. The book, the book doesn't have that. The book is all about William Goldman is going on and on about how he wants to, to bring the classic tale of like S. Morgenstern to, to English. And it's this whole Florence. And he goes on and on about this country of Florence and like their great writer. And he like inserts himself into the story of like, I don't know why Morgenstern does like 15 pages about trees here, but I think he was upset about the trees they chopped down around his house, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, you, you come to a certain point because there's this whole point about um, Buttercup's baby, whatever, this whole thing. And about how he met with Stephen King, but Stephen King is going to do the translation and not him. And for a moment you're like, did they meet? <laughs> like you actually think it's real for a second because of the way he just, it, it just all seems real. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> That's right. I remember, I haven't read the book in at least 10 years, so I don't really remember it well. But now that you mention it, I can vaguely recall not being quite sure what was real and what was fiction in a good right. way. Like yeah. when, the, when the author breaks the fourth wall and speaks directly to the reader and you can't really tell what's real and what's not. Yeah. I went to check his biography because I was like, wait a second. <laughs> All these things he's writing here, I don't think it's true. I don't think he had a son. I don't think whatever. So I went to like recheck his biography to see. That's not how I remember this book coming about. It's like, it's, it, he did such a great job. Such, oh, such a great fun. job on this. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll have to read it again. Absolutely. So for our scales, our scales are based mostly on the movie version, correct? For our pearl clutching ratings? 
Yeah, well, anything that went up is because the film version might have ticked it up because the book version is pretty, pretty clean. Yeah. So uh, we gave it violence. It's a two. Language is a two. And romance is a 1.5, even though the whole thing is a romance story. But it's a fairy tale, so what can you expect? And they don't really do much more than kiss. So in that sense, the 1.5 is appropriate. Violence, there's swashbuckling and sword fighting. So... It's not really gory, but people are definitely doing fighting. And the guy gets poisoned. Oh, right. So it's it's not like brutally violent, but it's it, it exists within a fairy tale realm. Language? Okay, so here's the deal with the language. We gave it a two. Technically, according to our ratings, it could be up because they say SOB. And on our ratings, the B word the word that is used to describe a female dog is an automatic four. But we used our executive powers and our ability to think rationally about things. And we realized that using the B word as a, as an expletive against someone like you're such a B is different than saying, ah, son of a B, because that's, it's just, it's different. When you're saying not necessarily directed towards someone you know you could say it when you stub your toe or something like that happens so we kept it at a two even though it has that because it just has a different feel to it well one i guess is a, is a direct attack against a female i want to say direct attack. Right. one one specifically and then the other one is just calling out a, a guy even though it does indirectly attack a female yeah thanks but also there weren't so many in this so it's like on the one hand sometimes books or films get pushed all the way up from one word but in this one, it was it really was sparse. Like, not okay language was really, really mm. sparse. So... Yeah. And this is not necessarily a kid's movie. Like, sometimes teen movies with one F-bomb, that'll bring it up. Because, like, this is meant for young people, and you're bumping it up. Princess Bride, I don't know that it's necessarily a kid's movie. So the fact that it has that one SOB drop doesn't bump it up. Because, like, the intended audience, it's a little bit more okay for I wonder... Well, I wonder if the film might be considered yeah. like a family movie. I'm not mm. sure, but the book is not specifically yeah. written for kids. I mean, you could see the way they, you could see from the publishing of it that it's it's an adult novel that was printed. Like it was not aimed yeah. at a younger audience. It was aimed at an older audience. So even though I'm, there's probably a lot of people who let their kids read it, and for the most part, it's probably fine. You know, I'd be curious to see how much the kids get, especially when he talks about his mm. personal life and what it, the ther- like that kind of stuff. But yeah. It's, it falls into like a, a weird kind of... It's just its own category, The Princess Bride. How about that? It's its own category. <laughs> yes. So the movie, by the way, is one of those, like, just so many people in it. Um, it was directed by Rob Reiner. Stars Carrie Elways, Mandy Patinkin, Robin Wright, Andre the Giant, Wallace Shawn, and a whole bunch of other people. But just that alone, like, it's a huge cast in terms of the star power, like, or the, the acting power. But they all just give amazing performances. Such memorable specific performances quotable you know you those characters they they come to life so much i think this is one of robin wright's first films actually i think this was one of her first mm. like whatever check it out yeah it's true the, the, there's something about there's almost something freeing about like we're gonna make this ridiculous right there's something about it where it's just mm. like we're all just gonna be ridiculous so take your character and like go for it but so here's one thing about the book that they get so even though you have this whole romance and stuff like that, there's a, there's, there's a few lines that 
person I totally burst out laughing about. Like there was one, I don't remember what it was, something to do with somebody being jealous of someone else. And it's like, there hasn't been this kind of jealousy since like David was like jealous of his neighbor Saul's cactus or something, which is like arbitrary line. Like what is even going on here? But even like, for example, the first time that, um, oh, I don't even remember their names. Uh, Whatever the farm boy is and Buttercup, well, the Dread Pirate Roberts is not who is, but he isn't, whatever. So him and Buttercup, like the first time they kiss before he has to go away and make a name for himself or whatever he's doing, it doesn't describe the kiss. It just says like there's there's been five great kisses in the history of the world, you know, and there's different ways to grade it, blah, 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 blah. But this one outdid them all. Well, like, and that's it. And it's like, okay, we see exactly what you're doing here with the romance. We see, we get exactly what you're trying to say here. And you didn't have to give us these, like, the moonlight, blah, blah, blah. She felt like she was flying and all the kind of stuff that people go on for paragraphs and paragraphs. Which, obviously, being me, I don't like. <laughs> but I also, it's just more effective in a way. It's like a different kind of, it's a different way of just being so effective at saying things. So, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. There's also, like, there's some so ridiculous things. Like, the first time... Um, oh, Wesley! I, I can't believe I couldn't remember his name. So in Wesley, Fertz, uh, when he's chasing after, after, so Buttercup is kidnapped and he's chasing after them and um, he faces in, Inigo. Inigo, my name is Inigo Montoya, right? So he has to face him up at the top of the cliffs, right? It's all about like Inigo standing like, can you please get up the cliff already so I can kill you? Like instead of him just like, so, so they get up and they start the sword fighter, right? Because Inigo's like this expert master sword fighter and no one could come. No one's even close to his skill and da-da-da. So they're fighting each other, fighting each other, and there sees a point where, like, okay, the battle's almost going to be won. Then Inigo's like, just kidding, I've been fighting with my left hand, but really, I'm right-handed. And he switches the sword, fighting, 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 and the part's like, you thought I was left-handed, but I'm also right-handed. Okay, fighting, fighting, fighting. Everything is just so ridiculous about it. It's just, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And it's that's why it's so much fun, because it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I know it has almost like a... It's one of those movies that you just, if you haven't seen it, people look at you like, what? You haven't seen The Princess Bride? It's like, you get your friends together and you all sit and watch it and you laugh and you quote it and you watch it again and again. It just is one of those, not quite a cult classic, because it's not quite as weird as some cult (laughs) classics, but like it's almost in that realm, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you have to watch it and you have to, and people quote it and there are bits of it, like, we have a neighbor who's dog is named Nico Montoya. Like, it's just one of those <laughs> movies, you know, that people are so enraptured by, by which many people are enraptured. Oh, uh, you go. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Well, just, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. And it's also, also through reading the book, it's great to see just the cleverness of it. Because the, the film is, is less about the, I think, the, I think the film is less about the cleverness and more about just the fun of it. Mm-hmm. I think that comes across much more in the, uh, in the film. I mean, you could still mm-hmm. appreciate some, but it's just more about the fun, the ridiculousness, you know, the inconceivable, like all that. That's, yeah, that's, it's just more about just like the craziness of it. But the book, even though you still have all those elements in it, it's just so clever how William Goldman is actually getting you to say, wait a second, is this, did he, is this real? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Florin is not a country, but you still have this moment of like, where is Florin located? Where? Because he's like, go like, you know, Stephen King, his ancestors came from Florin, and he's like telling me, Bill, did you ever go there? Blah blah blah. So I made sure to go to Florin, and there's a university professor who's like an expert in Florin. You're like, what is going on here? Where well, come I've never heard of this country before? It's just, it's so well done. It's, it's really, as a, as a viewer and a writer, I very much appreciate it. And of course, we can't 
leave off a discussion about the Princess Bride without discussing the R.O.U.S.s, which are the rodents of unusual size, which they encounter when they go into the forest. I don't remember, like the, the fire forest or yeah. something. Oh yeah, and that's something like every once in a while. I have I've seen the movie somewhat recently, maybe in like college. I haven't seen it with my family since I was, I don't know, like ten or something like that. And R.O.U.S. still comes up every once in a while. Like it's that's just what staying power it and other parts of the movie too have that even <laughs> years later after seeing the movie with <laughs> my family that can still come up in conversation because it's just so iconic and hilarious or you think the poison that i have you would think that the poison is in the drink of me not from you so you'd switch them but really then you would know that i would think that way like on and on and on it's just so good <laughs> i really want to watch it again yeah well yeah and it's also, I think, part of, because it's so ridiculous and stuff like that, um, any of the special effects, like, it doesn't matter that they're dated almost because the whole film right. was just supposed to be so crazy. It's like, it's, yes. it's hard. It's difficult sometimes to watch. Like, I was watching something once where the guy shoots at a screen and the screen actually explodes before he shoots it because that's how bad <laughs> the CGI was then, even though that was something popular when it came out. But the CGI was so terrible that it literally exploded before he shot it. And you're like, did no one catch this? So like here, even if like that would happen, you'd almost think it was part of the story for it to be like that. Like yes. that's also that could I wonder if that contributes to the staying power of it that like because everything is just mm. supposed to be so fun and ridiculous, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't it really doesn't matter. That it's so dated. Yeah. Because it's like is and it isn't at the same time. It's just it's yeah. And it has Peter right. Falk in it, we should just add that. Even though he's not, what a, he's just reading the story, but he's a fabulous actor, so she paid tribute to him. The end. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that means we're at the end of the episode. She said the end. And we have to <laughs> to yeah. So enjoy the Princess Bride book and movie, and we'll see you next time. Cheers, everyone. Oh My Word podcast is brought to you by the Pearl Clutching Basement Dwellers at Oh My Word. Follow us on Instagram for updates at Oh My Word podcast, or like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For full episode notes and detail, visit el10abom.com. Music is by Tim Burke. See you next time. <laughs>